On this episode, I've got the crew from the Offensively Challenged podcast joining me. We're going to have a lot of laughs, Big Ten football discussion, and if you stay tuned near the end, you'll see the Guru's gauntlet get flipped back on me. It's a fun one today on the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boo! Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and we want to welcome onto the show some special guests of mine. Today, I'm joined by the crew of the Offensively Challenged podcast, but we got three guys, and I'm going to have them introduce one another or each other, whatever, themselves. You guys take your, your pick, whoever wants to introduce themselves first, but I want you to let the listeners know who you are. First of all, my name is Joey. I am the host, Joey, along with other hosts that we got here. We got Wyatt here, here. And also, we got Ryan joining us. Here I am. I'm, I'm hardly ever here, though. So Whatever. So it's Joey's the, the host, and then the rest, the, the Wyatt and Ryan are the co-hosts that show up whenever they want, right? Is that what you're saying? Whatever we can. Joey's, Joey's the constant. He likes to, he, he keeps it on, you know, he keeps it going. But this boat can't go without <laughs> Wyatt and Ryan. The boat can't float. I don't want to take all the credit here. Row the boat. <laughs> Row the boat. Okay. Okay. All right. So. Let's do this. I'll start with Joey then. Joey, what's your background in sports? Uh, what's your passions? Who's the teams you root for? Just tell us a little bit about yourself um, as far as a background. I mean, I used to play football in high school, but that ended shortly after my high school, high school days. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know, 15 years ago. Um, Sports-wise, big, huge Detroit Lions fan. Always been, always will be. Still waiting for that day for them to win the the championship looks like I'll be 70 years old by that time. Uh, Michigan State football, basketball, Michigan State. Not a fan of uh, the Michigan Wolverines, but we got other people here with us that are a fan of Michigan Wolverines, and I'll let Wyatt take it from here. Pretty much the same. Lions fan. Uh, in our family, you had to pick another team because the Lions are terrible, so I'm also a Colts fan. Um, I like watching them, and they're they're pretty terrible too, so. Kind of sucks, and I'm a Wolverine fan, and right now it's not looking too good for them against Wisconsin. And I'm Ryan, and I'm literally like, like nothing of those two. I don't like the Lions. I'm a Falcons fan. I hate Michigan State and Michigan equally. I'm a Georgia Tech fan. I grew up in Atlanta when I was a kid. Play a little bit of basketball, and I'm just a out-of-shape 40-year-old that likes to talk about sports. Perfect. This is the this is the best crew I've had on here, so I appreciate you guys. So a uh, quick thing on, on Georgia Tech. A couple years ago, now it's been like seven years, I actually went down to, well, six years ago, I went to Atlanta for a Boise State-Georgia football game when Kellen Moore was still our quarterback here at Boise State. And uh, we actually ended up going to Bobby Dodd Stadium. We got tickets for like 15 bucks to sit in the second row. So we got to go to the Bobby Dodd Stadium uh, for to watch Georgia Tech take on like Western Carolina, some small school for their home opener. And it was actually a really fun event. It was a lot different than what I was expecting because – I didn't realize that it was like a tech school, even though it says it in the name. That's just how ignorant I was. But I realized like the fans are unique, but it was really cool. I actually had a good time. Buzz, the the mascot, like he's like a bee. He was really cool. The kids loved him. I thought it was a fun little atmosphere. So It's a different setup there. It's literally right downtown Atlanta. So it's a small stadium, but it, it gets loud. It probably gets 30,000, 40,000 people a game. But uh, 
it's a nice setup, especially night game there. It's, it's really nice to go to. Check out the night game if you get a chance. Oh, dude, for sure. And it, it, like what you just said, it was right downtown. We literally were walking down on the street, and all of a sudden the stadium was right there. Like it was on the sidewalk. You just walk right to the stadium. Like it just pulls right up. It's kind of it's just crazy how you can just show up and the stadium's on the right side. It's just like a house. Oh, the next door neighbor's house is Bobby Dodd Stadium. But um, what you, I want to talk about your guys' podcast. Actually, on my, my Facebook live show that I do every Tuesday, uh, the Game Time Grind, I actually mentioned the Offensively Challenged podcast as the podcast of the week. I've been listening to you guys for probably the last two months here and there. Um, I actually kind of connected with Joey on, on social media, just kind of podcasting and, and listening to your guys' stuff. And I want you guys to talk about your podcast. Tell us what it's all about. Just This is your chance to plug it in and, and let us know what, what is this podcast. Well, when we first started this podcast, we decided, you know, we're, we're at a bar, you know, talking sports, watching sports, and, and we just, when we conversate, it was just like, you know, what if we put a microphone and record it, what we're saying? Because I think we're, we're funny, funny people, man, and that's, if I think we're funny, then I would hope everyone else thought we were funny. So I, I decided, let's start up this podcast. Let's see where it goes. You know, we, we just kind of talk, you know, the headline sports, local sports, and then we kind of just shoot the shit. You know, we kind of just, we try to put a, a comedic twist on it. You know, we just, we just like a bullshit, really. So, I mean, we just get together and that's kind of what we do, so. Oh, we appreciate. Well, it, it's one of the it's one of those cases where it's like, uh, you know, we think we're funny, but does somebody else? Do other people like it? Well, hey, I mean, that's kind of how it is with everybody. Though, like you, you think you like I think the same thing. I think I know sports, but then people might think I'm an idiot. So that's just how it is. They're like, who the hell is the game time guru? He thinks he's a good now. So I, I get it. But you guys are legitimately funny. So tell us where you, we can find your podcast. Where can the listeners find you at and subscribe or or listen, whatever. Well, we are on iTunes, we are on SoundCloud, and we are on Google Play. You can find us on Facebook at OCP po- OC Podcast One. Also on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Snapchat. You can find us OC Podcast One on there. All the social media at your hands. Solid. Okay, so I'll put all the links down here for where they can find it. And if you guys want to subscribe to the Offensively Challenged podcast, make sure to click the link below, and you guys can go there and, and listen to them. Basically, just talk shop. So we're going to run into the uh, segment here, the first segment of our discussion, and it's about Big Ten football in general. But I kind of want to talk about this season as a whole. Uh, college football this season, it's been kind of crazy, but last week – was a big game between Ohio State and Michigan State. And I know Joey and I were conversing back and forth on, on Facebook. What do you blame for the loss there, whatever, the inability to figure out that there was a game? Who do you blame? We blame the weather. <laughs> Anything besides football. Yeah, we blame, I just blame the sun for coming out on that day because they need only win in the rain. If they had, they had to go like coach when there's a downpour. That's actually a really good point. There was no okay. trick play, so we didn't have a chance to score any touchdowns. The biggest games that State has won has been, they've been in the rain, Michigan and Penn State. And then they go to Northwestern, and they, they ball apart. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Michigan and Michigan State, after the Michigan-Michigan State game, I looked at that, and I talked to these guys. I said, neither one of those two teams are a playoff caliber team. They are not ready. They're close, but they're, they're not ready. If Michigan State would have beat Ohio State, there was a huge – there was a good possibility that Michigan State could have made the playoffs, especially they're not having good. Wisconsin play nobody throughout the season. I mean, you don't go to Northwestern and say, 
and then roll over like that and say we're a playoff caliber team. You, you don't do it. I mean, you beat the two best teams in the Big Ten. I don't want to argue with you right now. <laughs> so, so let's rewind a few years ago. Then I have a question for you guys. So Michigan State does beat Ohio State a few years back um, in the rainy game, the nasty weather. You guys kicked a field goal to win it. Um, the Buckeyes are my squad, so I was really devastated about that. So they put, you know, Michigan State ends up winning. They go to the college football playoff and absolutely get demoralized. I want to know what you, your thoughts are. Had they beaten Ohio State, we're just kind of talking shop here. If they had beaten Ohio State last week, and they won out, and they had an opportunity. Do you think they could compete with the top four teams as they are right now, or at least the top five to, to six teams? Do you think they would have had a shot? As a Michigan State fan, and, and as, as a realist, let's be a real let's football be, fan. As a realist, you all have uh, to this. Remember a couple of years ago when they faced Alabama? No, answer this question. Uh, no. <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> no, they couldn't. <laughs> okay. No, they couldn't. But, no, they couldn't. but you know what? Just making it there? Oh. That's a victory. Right? Is it? Right, guys? Right. They scored zero points when they did make it there. My Falcons made it to the Super Bowl last year. Ah, uh, they will bring up that. Yeah. Yeah, there's no such thing as moral victories, guys. Come on now. We know that. Like, that's just – and I'm sorry about your Falcons, but I'm a Cowboys fan, so I guess at least you can say you made it there. I guess that is a moral victory because I can't even say anything, dude. As a Green and Wolverines fan, we still haven't made it to the, the college football playoffs, so – I was I actually was going through my head thinking of any back door away for them to get in this year. I don't think so. And now they're down twenty one to ten, so it's yeah. over. Yeah. I actually thought they could win this game, beat Ohio State, beat Wisconsin again and slip their way in, but it's they're over. What's your thoughts on Harbaugh? Um, I think he's gotta beat Ohio State next week. I think he's a good coach, but he's lost a lot of the hype, the shine that he had before the season started. I mean, it's only his second year. Third was it second or third year? Third year. So third year. I mean, he's got the program going in the right direction. They're gonna next year. I think really is their year. They should be top four. I like their year. I like his khakis. Those are pretty cool. Dude. <sighs> we're, we're having a real talk we're here. Trying, you can't even talk. No, so why? Why? What, what, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Why? I think, I think he's ball? fine. He's got. He's he has to win those big games. He has to beat the Michigan State and and the Penn State and the Ohio State. Ohio State's a must. You got to win those games for him to stick there. I don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, he's generating too much money. He's too much hype, and he's not losing bad enough. I saw Cleveland had some interest in him, though. Ooh. Oh, God. I bet. I bet. That's not the feeling at all. Probably to play quarterback, too. Right. Clear coach. Cleveland's just looking to spend money right now. Speaking of the Browns and Michigan, they have the same same problem. They can't find a quarterback. So if I think if Michigan gets a quarterback one of these days and you're under Harbaugh's system, he's been known to be able to build up quarterbacks in his career, and I think he might actually have some success. I, I, just, I don't want him to because I'm a Buckeye fan, but I actually respect him. So can't give, I can't hate on him too much. But how can Michigan not have a quarterback yet? I mean, they're the top school in the country. And you don't get a quarterback? Go over the top school in the country that Alabama's been there forever. You know what I mean. I know, I know what you're trying to say. Let's, let's, let's talk about this real quick. I want to talk about the, the fans in the Big Ten. So I, I listened to one of you guys' episodes. Joey actually told me to listen to it. I went back and listened to it. It was awesome. You guys, I, you went to Michigan State. You had a couple, like I think it was Michigan State. You talked to the students or some of the fans, I should say. I want you guys to talk about the fans like what are the fans like at either michigan state or if you've been to a michigan game whatever um what are they like there completely opposite well well when we did walk around michigan state it was michigan state notre dame game that was before we knew we were going to get destroyed by notre dame 
But we went around and we, we talked with all the Michigan State college kids about what they thought of the game, what they thought about Michigan State and itself. And they love their team. They also love drinking. Yeah. Drinking was the highlight of everyone's conversation. <laughs> like it's just a, it's a party school. We love our football. We love our basketball. We love our alcohol. And we love our alcohol. I don't think that's I don't think that's just a Michigan State problem. That might be a Big Ten problem. I think the whole Big Ten <laughs> they just like to drink and, and they down. love their football. So I, I think Big Ten fans are I think they're the best. But it was awesome walking around with a microphone and having people come up to you and, and show their support of their football team and. I mean, it, it was me and Ryan. Me and Ryan did it, and it was the, one of the best times we had doing your podcast. I want to take a, a page out of your guys' book. There, um, I go to Boise State. Like, I go to all their games. I graduated from Boise State. We don't have the greatest fan base um, in the world at all, actually. Even though they claim to be really good, but they're not. I want to take my podcast over there and start interviewing some of the fans. Try to get their perspective. I thought you guys did a really good job with that. That was a, that was a, that was the first time the first time doing it too. I feel like you learned a lot. Yeah, I got deleted from it. <laughs> Learning experience. <laughs> We're still Growing pains. We're still yeah. exactly. I don't think the Big Ten fans are nearly as entertaining as say like uh, a Miami Hurricanes fan. No, in the stands well, fighting with cops and stuff <laughs> like that. You know, it's, we don't make. I don't think the Big Ten fans make social media other than the memes with their hands on their head when their team loses, but. I watched from that Miami Virginia game today, and there was literally nobody in the in the stands. So their their fan base is kind of garbage. But talking about uh, fan base and tailgating, I've I've been to games in the south. I've been to games up here. It's a different kind of tailgate. Everybody up here kind of drinks. There, it's a party. Down south, it's more of a an event. Everybody cooks. It's just it's an all day thing. It's it's a different type of environment from southern fan bases to Midwest. But I'd say out of the two. The fan base up here are actually more fun. They, it's a it's a party where it's more like a lunch, breakfast, dinner type of a deal down south. It's more laid back. I like but that. I see, fan base over over SEC fan base or tailgate any day of the week. See, that's awesome. Um, like I said, I I I'm from Boise, Idaho, and this last September, obviously just two months ago, I went to the Ohio State Oklahoma game, and because uh, I'm a huge Buckeye fan. And I wanted to see what the, the atmosphere is like. The game didn't start till about 7 o'clock at night. I'm, I'm coming out of – like, we got to the – we wanted to get around the, the campus around noon, my wife and I. So we get off the freeway, and I'm not even kidding. It's, like, not even noon. And the freeway, like, right off the freeway, all the way like – we're talking about three miles from the stadium – is just full of red. It's just tons of people already out there having a blast. There's there's some people partying, doing doing their thing, like you guys said. They like their alcohol. There was a lot of family stuff too. Tons of tents. They had the Nissan Heisman house out there. It was a huge party, and it was seven hours until kickoff. I thought it was incredible. The fans were amazing. So I did an entire podcast comparing Buckeye Nation to Bronco Nation from Boise State, so that our uh, Boise State fans here could get a glimpse of reality and what true college football is. Honestly, though, I was blown away by the Big Ten fans. Yeah. Did you guys still have the bowl game there in Boise? What, what's it called? Idaho? Oh, the the potato bowl, dude. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. The the toilet bowl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We got one downtown Detroit that's not much better either. So. No, that's actually true. I think pretty much every bowl game now that's not part of the, the CFP or I guess the, the big New Year's Six games, it's kind of 
irrelevant nowadays. But yeah, we still have the potato bowl. Um, we don't get a lot of people to come to them. Honestly, it kind of sucks, but unless there's like one of our Idaho schools, whether it be Boise state or university of Idaho, they'll, they'll pack the fans in there. But yeah, we usually don't get a ton of people here, unfortunately, but, uh, I want to talk about the competition in the big 10, get your guys' perspective. Cause you guys are out there, Michigan, um, a couple weeks ago, I also did a podcast on the SEC. I hate the SEC. I'll just be straight up right now. I'm not all for the SEC bias in the media. Can't stand it. Um, and I, we talked about how the Big Ten and, and even the Pac-12, say what you guys want, but the Pac-12 top to bottom, like their bottom feeders are actually pretty competitive, whereas the SEC, it's about the top four or five teams and the rest of them are garbage. I think the Big Ten is extremely competitive, but I want your guys' take on the, the Big Ten's competitive nature. Yeah. I feel like the beginning of the beginning of the year here, we had four potential playoff teams uh, ranked. What, what was it? Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. And now they're all beating up on each other, and they're fighting to get, get in the playoffs now because we're so competitive. I listened to your show uh, that that when you were talking about that with Alabama taking all those cake uh, their cake schedule and and all their home games they play, and I couldn't agree with you guys. Playing more Mercer that. today. Yeah, they're playing Mercer. Mercer before the Iron Bowl, and not only that, Auburn's actually playing University of Louisiana Monroe. They're doing the exact same thing. Uh, I, I'm like, dude, come on now! Like, we can't, you can't schedule cupcakes at the end of the season. Adele, right? And we got Citadel. <laughs> Citadel, <laughs> right? And we got in the Big Ten. We got Michigan State playing Ohio State, Michigan playing Wisconsin. I mean, we're, those are potential. We, Big Ten stays competitive, yes, throughout the whole year. We'll, we'll give it, give or take a few games. Well, you, you need those, but but we yeah, I feel like we stay competitive with that smash mouth football we play. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. Like the teams, such as like you know, you got the Illinois who's going to be who's playing Ohio State today. Uh, you've got a couple like Rutgers usually sucks, but they'll actually keep games competitive sometimes. But like then you have like the Northwesterns, the Nebraskas, obviously the Iowas that. They, they're not always, like, at the top dogs, but they will win a few big games, and they can upset some seasons. Yeah, those are definitely trap games, those, all those teams that you just mentioned. I mean, you, you go there, and they always play up to their opponents. I liked how you guys said the, the power, like, it's just smash-mouth football. That said, a lot of people hate on the Big Ten because they say it's lacking in speed. I want your, your guys' thoughts in regards to that. Russ literally had a text with Wyatt today about this. Ryan's rolling his eyes. <laughs> I said, this is the most boring football game I've ever watched. See, I look at it as a great defensive battle. <laughs> so I see it. I like I like those big, those that smash mouth play, the, the run up the middle, lower your shoulder, run some guys over. You know, that West Coast offense, that fast stuff. I mean, it's fun for a bit, but I want to see them hitting. I totally understand that. I, I, I like the the style of play. I see the same argument, though. Like, I've always made that argument with Alabama. I'm like, dude, it's a good defensive battle. They've got good defenses, but it's almost, like, boring to watch because their offenses don't do much. So I, I can see that argument coming from other people. The The thing with the Big Ten is, is oftentimes a lot of these schools seem to have problems with the option. And, like, Ohio State, when they started, you know, bringing in the – you know, they brought in Urban, and he switches up the offense – the team started having problems with that. We saw it with Michigan State. Their their pro-style offense didn't match. Their defense didn't match. Like, they're not used to the speed. Is that a problem, do you guys see? Because it seems like that's where college football's going. It's definitely a problem for Michigan, as you can see. <laughs> anytime, we, anytime Michigan plays a mobile quarterback, like uh, uh, Penn State's quarterback there, he's definitely overshadowed by uh, Barkley. 
But um, in Ohio State, that read option just destroys Michigan every time. They, they, they can't defend it. And that's the problem, man. And, and I worry about that. Like if Urban Meyer takes off from Ohio State – like I have a, I have a feeling they'll probably go back to some other, unless they can hire another coach. But they'll go back to a pro styles type offense, and I just hope that we we keep speed on the defensive side of the field because I think college footballs go in that direction where they are getting a little bit more up tempo. That seems to be the the name of the game nowadays, and I just I, I I fear that it sucks because the Big Ten always gets matched up with these, you know. Like when they get into like the big games, they get matched up with a, a really fast quarterback, Ohio State and Clemson last year. They couldn't match with the speed of Clemson even, and so and they get throttled, and it makes us look worse than we really are. It's just a, a matchup problem, so it kind of sucks. Um, I just wanted your guys' take on it, but uh, is is the strength and power a more effective way to play football, or or do you want the speed? What what's your guys' final take? You want more power? Or do you want more speed? If you could only take one, Ryan, what do you think? I'm more for speed. And I like option football. Being a tech guy, I I love triple option football. I love option football. I kind of wish we go to more. Which is the worst offense? You want to talk about worst <laughs> offense? You talk some Big Ten football today. That offense is terrible. It is a chess match and it's tactical and if it's clicking. Three running backs on one side. Dude, it's terrible. Oh, oh no, man. it's not bad. I I feel like I think those it teams, is art. I think that is art right there. What's uh, the record? Big Ten needs to find a good balance between power and speed, and uh, it's hard. I think it's hard for them to recruit uh, because if if all teams in the Big Ten have to do it, because they all have to play each other and they know it, and if they're recruiting to play against those power running backs, well, then they're not going to be able to compete with the SECs when they come and run all over the field. I'll probably take some shit for this, but when Michigan hired Rich Rod, I was actually pretty excited because he brought a fun offense. Now, if he had a defensive coordinator, if I could punch you right now, I think I would. You can't reach me. I can't even reach you. But if he had a defensive coordinator, that would have worked out. I know he's not even close to the coach Harbaugh is, but that kind of an offense, it matched what Meyer's doing at Ohio State. That, that offense, when he came in, that offense was putting up some I mean, numbers. they were winning games. That their defense games, was not existing. There was no defense. If he had, if he, he would have had, I agree. I hate you, but I agree. I don't care. <laughs> Speaking of Rich Rod, he's never had a defense. Ever. He's still going to have him in Arizona. He just does not have a defense. I don't know what he does, but that's not part of his coaching right there. It's irrelevant yeah. to him. But I like what they did, the direction they were going with that. But I understand the hardball move. I'd take hardball seven days a week over Rich Rod, but I like the hire when they made it. I totally understand that. I respect it. I actually did too, so I'm not going to hate on that. You got to your ass every time you play the ball with him. Well, that's true, but – no, I like Rich Rod. I, I used to like you, Shane, but now <laughs> I think we're enemies. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, guys, I want to I want to get into uh, a little bit of a discussion on the pregame rituals. If you guys have any uh, being over there, like I just want to talk about it. Do you guys have anything that you do specifically before the games get going? Like, what what do you guys enjoy doing? Um, Joe, I mentioned earlier that we like drinking. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a huge part of our pregame ritual. I drink and I pray my team doesn't lose. That's where I'm at every Saturday. You probably pray that your one of your running backs doesn't get hurt. <laughs> we got seven more. I drink and pace around. I pace back and forth. So when does the drinking start? Oh, as soon as possible. I mean, when game day kicks off on uh, at 9 a.m. for me. If it's a noon game, then the earliest we can get out to Michigan State tailgate is, is 9 a.m. So I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, but Joy and I were talking about, and it's it, actually makes a lot of sense what would our lives be without sports yeah. and it would be a hell of a lot better a lot stress-free because 
I'll tell you what, this season especially, it's taken a toll on me. Watching Georgia Tech, our, our wives would like us a little <laughs> bit more. Yeah, our family would like us a little bit more. But you know what? Sports is sports is who we are, and we're going to continue to watch sports from Labor Day to Thanksgiving. My wife knows I'm going to drink, I'm going to swear, and <laughs> I'm going to just deteriorate my house watching a Georgia Tech game. But that's just the way it goes every year. What do you what do you do, Shane? You got like you burn some incense, or what do you got going on? Like, give a- yeah, so. Every game for us, like for Boise State at least, because this is I go to every single home game here. What we do is we simply just make sure we have the same parking spot that we we park at. We've been there for like the last seven years, and it's about two miles from the stadium. But we park there so we can get away. Like right when the game's over, we get out there and we can get right onto the freeway and get home faster. We found a little secret spot, so we get to the same spot. We try not to get to the stadium until like 20 minutes before kickoff. We don't think about it too much. We get in there, we have seats on the second row in the south end zone, so we're right on the field, and we just basically take it chill. Like, we don't do anything specifically besides just chill the whole day, and we leave as late as possible so we don't have to wait before kickoff. Because here's the stupid thing about... All about the getaway. Dude, (laughs) that's pretty much what it is. Michigan fans would be all about the getaway, especially when the stadium fills up with 111,000 people with one exit. But you know what? Think of 111,000 people drinking. That's what Michigan Wolverine <laughs> is all about right there. See, I don't know if I could handle that. That's the problem. I can't be around too many people that are belligerent. But the thing is, is like for us, our games, I'm not sure if you guys have caught any Boise State games because you're probably in bed before they even start. But every game is at like 8 o'clock. Oh, at night. You guys lost me money last week. Oh, man. You can't get into the sports betting game, man. That's going to crush you. Never bet on Boise State, by the way. Never do that. That's I learned that a long time ago. I took, UN, I, I took UNLV last week. So here's the deal. I'm just telling you right now, in my day, I, like, I've learned this. You never, for one, never bet on your own team. Two, never bet on a Boise State spread to cover. Like, never. Especially at home. It used to be that way when we had Kellen Moore. Dude, you you can't do it, man. I'm telling you right now. That's that's from the the betting guru. I just put a hundred bucks on Tech to cover six and a half against Duke right now. So, oh, all right. Well, best of luck to you. <laughs> that's right. I believe in you. <laughs> right. I'll, send the, I'll send the picture to you to prove it. <laughs> okay, I want it. I want the proof. All right, let's let's see it, uh, guys. I just want to know what you guys do. So I think you get pretty much answered it. But I have seen a lot of games out in Michigan, whether it be Michigan State or you know, Michigan. Uh, it's really cold out there, especially in November. So is there anything besides drinking that you guys do to keep warm? Layers of clothing, jacket. Yeah, you got to learn to layer. <laughs> you got to learn to layer. And, uh, and we, we are big fans of, like, uh, yard games. Uh, yeah. Washer toss, beanbag toss, stuff like that. Frisbee. So, yeah, frisbee. What is that? Uh, uh, beersbee. Beersbee, we call it. So we do we do a lot of those yard games and, and, and stuff like that while we're layered up and drinking. So the cold weather, if you lived in Michigan long enough, the cold weather really doesn't bother you. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's what it is. It's going to be cold. Michigan is a cold weather state, and that's and you just have to deal with it. Otherwise, you're not going to like you're not going to like going to the game. Fair enough. I I mean. I, I respect that if you guys have that mentality. I'm from Idaho. It gets really cold out here, especially near the end of the season, and I still hate it. I absolutely hate cold weather. I would love to go to, like, South Beach or something, just chill out there, uh, minus the hurricanes. But, dude, I I hate cold weather, man. It's not my thing. 
So uh, here we're going to get into the final segment called Guru's Gauntlet. And I'm just going to ask a few questions for you guys. And I just want you – I haven't prepared you for any of these. I just kind of want to get your take on them off the top of your head. Dude, okay. <laughs> That's exciting, then. I'm glad you're excited for it. So let's do this. For the Michigan State fans, so we'll start here. Michigan State, who do you hate the most? Which school? Lions. Ohio State. <laughs> no offense, man. But Ohio State. <laughs> Why? Especially what they did to us last year. My God. Or last week, sorry. What they did to us last week, you're supposed to. But, jeez, man. 45 points? Come on, man. That hurt. You better <laughs> show up, I guess. I don't know. So, Michigan fans, who do you hate the most? Ohio State. <laughs> Golly, man, I can't catch a break. All right. You're definitely Ohio State. I said okay. no offense. He probably is, you're probably saying that offensively. Definitely Ohio State. I we, I just want to beat him. Just want to beat him. The rivalry is real. Just want to just want to beat him. Nice. Okay. And for Georgia Tech, who do you hate the most? Georgia. <laughs> okay. You want to think about it a little bit? Or? Right. Take a minute and think about and, it. Right? And I'm gonna tell you right now, we're beating them next Saturday too. We're just out of the playoffs. No, we're gonna beat them. Oh, Mark it down. Lock it in. Lock it in. Lock it up. Okay, guys. So outside of the teams that you just mentioned right there, let's talk like outside of rivalries or whatever. Who is the team you hate seeing win the national championship? Who is the team that you do you not want to win? Alabama. 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 Okay. Alabama definitely. We can agree on that. Yes. We can find some common ground with, with hating Alabama. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> So, what do you hate about Alabama? Is it Saban? Is it the players? Who? What is it? Yep. Well, if, if you know about Nick Saban, he used, to co- he used to coach Michigan State, and then he abruptly just left for LS Miami. My, Miami? No. It was LSU, I think, right? LSU. Yeah, he just left for LSU, and from then on, it's all been hate for anywhere he went. Dolphins, LSU, Alabama. Yeah, he's had a history of just leaving. That's what he does. Like, he did that to Michigan State. He did it to the Dolphins. He just kind of took off. And so, like, I've always kind of had a little bit of a ding on that. I don't like I don't like Saban. He's a good coach in his regards to, like, getting his players ready, but can't stand the program. I can't stand them, just like I hate the Golden State Warriors in basketball. So, that's my take on that. So, which conference – <laughs> Which conference outside of the Big Ten do you think is the best if you could take away the SEC? ACC. What about Boise State? I want you guys' thoughts on Boise State and the Smurf turf. They're definitely awesome. liberty here. They're, they're, I, I just looked, they're 8-2 and two in rank. I had no idea that they were actually that good this year. And they're playing pretty good football. They have a decent basketball team, too. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing pretty well. They've They've kind of been on the up and – up and coming for like the last six or seven years for basketball. So, okay, so it's good to see some love coming from you guys. No, that he's saying it. Just to make you happy. I will never argue with Ryan about basketball. Uh, no, I mean, I mean I will, but just to be a dick. <laughs> but I, when Ryan says things about basketball, I'm like, you're, okay, you're right. All right, I want your guys' thoughts on the Pac-12. Is it for real or is it a weak conference? Overhyped? What is it? Uh, overhyped. No defense. And they play really late on Saturday night, so I only watch about half the game. But I don't. I think Washington loses tonight, so they're going to be out of the playoffs. It's just kind of a. It's like a Big Twelve. Just they play a little bit later tonight than the Big Twelve does to me. 
I think it's a little overhyped, really, than anything. USC is pretty down this year. They're bouncing back, but it's not a great conference. Fair enough. And you guys are from Michigan. Where would you live if you had an opportunity to just bounce out of there and you could live anywhere you wanted? Where would you go? Because you said you like the cold. You're used to the cold. Do you want to go somewhere warmer? Where would it be? Hell yeah. Aruba. I'd, <laughs> I'd move to the upper peninsula of Michigan. Let's get out of Michigan, man. Let's get out of the United States. Anything south of Kentucky. <laughs> nice. Okay. And then I kind of want to just hear what you guys have to say. You guys are, you know, you, you obviously have the podcast on the side. Would you guys do podcasting if you could get paid for it and just do that every day and just talk shop with each other? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that that would be awesome. Wait, we're not getting paid for this episode. No, we're not getting paid. Not? Nobody's sponsoring us. Gotta go. I'm out of here. <laughs> nice talking to you, Shane. Hey, at least I got 35 minutes with you guys. I appreciate it already. <laughs> so, all right. Do you guys have any questions or anything you'd like to say to any of the listeners today before we sign off? We do have a few questions. Uh, we knew about your guru's gauntlet, so we decided to ask you a few questions uh, ourselves. We're gonna put oh, the guru. Okay. Through the gauntlet. We're going to put the guru through the gauntlet here. We all got a couple of questions. We'll just go around. Um, we can start with Joey. James, what, what's the worst, best team in Big Ten football? I'm going to say Penn State, actually. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. That, that's a good one. Question number two. King James or Steph Curry? I don't like him either. I knew when you said you hated Golden State. We were kind of answer that question. Brian, best tailgate food in Boise? Oh. So I got a buddy of mine whose uncle is Hawaiian. And so when they put their tailgates together, like we don't go to it all the time, but when, when they put their tailgates together, they get some real food, man. And we're talking like some good chicken, shrimp, stuff like that. Like the Hawaiians, the Polynesians, they know how to cook, man. So – I'm talking about, you know, the shrimp and, and the chicken on the skewers, stuff like that. That's what And crab, that's the best food I've had at a tailgate, and they always do that when they put their tailgates together. We have brats. <laughs> all right, all right. Question number four. Name one word to describe Nick Saban. Deceiving. Yeah, he thinks – he he looks like he's this great guy, but in the uh, deep down below, he like he was he's somebody that you wouldn't think would cheat on his wife, but he would. Like if he ever hears this, I think he just hurt his feelings though. That was deep. Oh man, I would give him a hug and say I'm sorry if he actually heard this. And if he is hearing this, great dude. If this actually caught out to that level. Oh no shit. <laughs> uh, love you, Nick. Question number five: Tom Brady or Peyton Manning? Dude. I'm going Peyton Manning all the way. Here's my reason why. I'm not a Tom Brady fan at all. I respect him for what he's done, but Peyton Manning is here. I think Tom Brady's the product of a system. I think Tom Brady would be nothing without Bill Belichick, and I, can, I, I, I think you guys could all say that. Like Any quarterback is a system quarterback, but this is the thing. Peyton Manning, he leaves the Colts, right? He gets hurt that year. They come in. They literally win one game. They, they couldn't win because Peyton Manning was gone. He goes over to Denver. Gets to a Super Bowl, he wins the MVP, he crushes it, right? So he goes over there and dominates. He does it twice while he's over in Denver. Here's what happens when Tom Brady gets hurt against, you know, on, on the on the Patriots. He gets hurt, and Matt Castle, Matt Castle takes that team to one of their better seasons. They should have probably made the playoffs. That year was weird. Matt Castle had success in in New England. Matt Castle is garbage. 
okay? I'm a Cowboys fan. I know this. So the fact that Tom Brady can leave and you can put in any quarterback to see success it just shows me right there. I think Peyton Manning's a better quarterback. Peyton Manning does more to help his team. He, he does way more to help his team. Listen, nobody likes Tom Brady outside of New England and Ann Arbor. Those are the only Tom Brady fans. <laughs> I, I, am a, I am a Wolverine fan, and I don't care much for Tom Brady. I hate the Patriots. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Oh, my gosh. It's so glad to be talking to you guys. Question, right. question number six from Ryan. This is our last one for you, Shane. Most overrated athlete ever. I'm going to say Tom Brady. I'm going to say Tom Brady because he's so high up in the media and everybody loves him, and I understand why because he's got the rings. But I don't think you can always just say the rings. I don't think that's the only argument you can make about stuff. Like he he wins games. He's smart. But I think he's overhyped. I think he's overrated if you were to take him out. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, sees success. Jacoby Brissett comes in, sees success. Like Matt Castle sees success. So I think he's a little bit overrated, but power to him for staying staying healthy. I just hate the argument where they say, well, he wins rings. I, I don't care. I think the same argument sucks when they talk about Jordan. He wins rings. He won his rings in the NBA, and that's what he's got up on LeBron. Well, what else do you got for me besides the rings? Pretty much absolutely nothing. Statistically speaking, LeBron's be- beaten Jordan in every other level. So here's the thing. I don't. I think. I think Tom Brady most overrated. That's bold statement. I, I like, like it. Though. I like it. That's good stuff, man. Thanks for flipping the table on me, dude. This is perfect. This is a great episode. So, um, listen to all my listeners. This is Offensively Challenged podcast. This is the crew. They got Joey, Ryan, Wyatt. Check them out. I'm gonna have the link down here. Like I said earlier, they got the link for for their show. Um, you can find them on all the major platforms. They're funny, as you guys can already tell. We had a good time talking. And guys. Thanks so much for joining me. Hopefully we'll be in touch in the future. Maybe we can join each other on, on each other's shows for, you know, for future talks and such. So I'm always happy to talk shop with the guys. Appreciate you. Anytime you want to come on our show, you're more than welcome. Yeah, we'll have to set it up. Yeah, let's do this for bowl season. For sure, man. I'm down. All right. Let's Great. do it. Good. Awesome. And for everybody, this is the Game Time Guru. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Before you leave, please head on over to iTunes and leave me a review. I would greatly appreciate it because it helps me out a ton. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the support.